Hello everyone, my name's Luke and welcome back to the second episode of the Buzzer Beater Podcast. Today we will be talking about five big things going on around the NBA. Stay tuned for more. Retracing big free agency moves that happened this summer. So, first off, we have Ivica Zubok. He signed with the Los Angeles Clippers, a four-year, $28 million deal. In my mind, Ivica Zubok is a great big man to have on your team. He's a great addition to the Clippers. The Clippers are looking to win a title this year, so I think it was a great pickup for them. And going on to the next person, we have Frank Kamis- Frank Kaminsky. Sorry, He signed with the Phoenix Suns for a two-year, $10 million deal. Frank Kaminsky, if y'all didn't know, he used to be amazing in college. Go look up his college highlights. He was, like, amazing. He would make everything. He led, he led Wisconsin all the way to the Final Four. And this is, he didn't do so well in Charlotte, but I'm hoping he'll do pretty well in Phoenix. So, we'll see how he goes in Phoenix. Now, moving on to the next person, we have Wesley Matthews. The Bucks are looking to win a championship, so they went ahead and picked Wesley Matthews up on a one-year, $2.3 million deal. Now, this, in my mind, is a great deal. They got Wesley Matthews for $2.3 million. If they win a championship, though, he might want a lot more if he does great this season, which I think he will. Now, next we have Isaiah Thomas. As y'all probably know, he signed a one-year deal with the Wizards. And this is a great pickup for the Wizards, but let's hope IT can get back on track in his career. He said he's worked harder this offseason than any offseason, so... Let's see how it works out. Next off, we have Ish Smith. He signed with the Wizards as well, signing a two-year, $12 million deal. Ish Smith was a backup point guard on the Pistons. He was pretty good. And I'm pretty sure he started after Reggie Jackson left, but I don't know. And John Wall will be back this season for the Wizards, so Ish Smith will be a great backup point guard for only two-year, $12 million deal. Next up, we have Thomas Sadoransky. He signed, he, well, sign and trade. He got traded to the Bulls, so he signed a three-year, $30 million deal. In my mind, I don't think he's worth $30 million at all. I think maybe like $15 million at the most, but... It's their decision, so that's my thoughts on that one. Moving on to Reggie Bullock. He signed with the Knicks two years, $21 million. In my mind, this was a terrible decision to not offer KD the match contract. I mean, come on. It's Kevin Durant. The whole New York wanted him, and y'all just turned him down because of some injury that you think is going to end KD's career? No. KD will always be one of the greatest. Moving on to Rudy Gay. He signed an extension with the Spurs. Two years, $32 million deal. I think this is a great pickup for the Spurs. Rudy Gay has been great for them. 
basically all last season and the season before. He's just been a great addition. So, yeah. Moving on, Jeremy Lamb leaves the Charlotte Hornets to go ahead and join the Pacers. Three years, $31.5 million deal. Now, I'm kind of mad about this because Jeremy Lamb is was a great player for the Hornets. And I'm not a big Hornets fan, but like now they literally have no one. I don't like t- to see it just blow out games, and that's what it's going to be for the Hornets all season long. I'm sorry to say that, but it is. Although, next up, we have Terry Rozier, and he signed with the Charlotte Hornets via sign-and-trade for three-year, $58 million deal. The Hornets, this was their only, this is probably their only good pickup, to be honest. They're just going to get blown out all year. Terry Rozier might carry them to a couple, to like 15, 20 wins, but that'll be it, I'm sure. Moving on, we have Dwayne Dedman leaving the Hawks to sign with the Kings. I love this move. Dwayne Dedman's like, what, 32? He had some, like, he's been in the NBA for 10 years now, and he had some age to that roster, some veteran talent, because they have all young people. This is a great young squad, and the adding of Dwayne Dedman will be even more amazing. They'll be even better. Moving on, we have Stephen Curry's brother, Seth Curry, signing on signing with the Dallas Mavericks, a four-year, $32 million deal. Seth Curry, he's a great three-point shooter, just like his brother, but he's definitely not even close to what his brother is. Stephen Curry works harder than him, in my mind. Moving on to the Golden State Warriors, Kevon Looney signs a three-year, $15 million extension. I mean, this is a great move, too. Golden State Warriors just bringing back in players. Only player they really missed out on is KD. That's it. But Brooklyn Nets are going to be a scary team with KD and Kyrie. Moving on, and DeAndre Jordan. Moving on to Ricky Rubio. Signing a three-year, $51 million deal with the Phoenix Suns. This is a pretty good deal in my mind. I mean, the Jazz didn't really need him. They have Donovan Mitchell, and he basically... He's listed as a shooting guard, but, I mean, let's be honest. He basically runs the point guard. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good pickup. But they did pay him way too much in my mind. So, I don't know what they were thinking. Moving on, Jonas Valanciunas signs with the Grizzlies a three-year, $45 million deal. This is a great pickup because Jonas Valanciunas is a great player in my mind. He's one of the best centers in my mind in the league, top ten at least. Moving on, another, I'm, I just don't like to see these things. Julius Randle, New York Knicks, three-year, $63 million deal. That's absurd. How are you going to pay Julius Randle $63 million and you're not going to give KD a Matt's contract? That's, that's outrageous. The Knicks are insane. This is why they're not good. They have a terrible office staff. Moving on. To DeAndre Jordan, as you all know, he signed with the Brooklyn Nets, four-year, $40 million deal. This is a great pickup. The Nets sweep free agency with Kyrie, KD, and DeAndre Jordan, all three players they wanted. 
everyone, I'm sure you all heard, everyone was going crazy when this news came out. Now, moving on to Patrick Beverly. He signs a three-year, $40 million extension with the Clippers. This is a great pickup. Patrick Beverly, I think, is one of the best defensive players in the league. He just gets in your head all game long. It's crazy how much damage he can do to you just by getting in your head. Yeah, so that was a great pickup for the Clippers. They're on their way to a championship this year. Or the it's going to be the battle of the L.A. teams in the Western Conference Finals. Moving on to Bobby Portis. He signs a two-year $31 million deal with the New York Knicks. Again, passed on Kevin Durant. But I, like, I actually like Bobby Portis. This is a great move for the Knicks. But if they didn't sign Bobby Portis and... Um, Julius Randle, then they could have got Kevin Durant. It's a terrible move. They didn't get him. I just can't stop talking about that. Now the Spurs picked up pick up another good player in Damari Carroll, and they only got and they got him for only two year twelve million dollar deal. This is a great pickup for the Spurs. Spurs. As y'all know, have always been good. They never fail to impress. They have like they made it to the playoffs like twenty seasons in a row. It's crazy. Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time. If you don't agree with me, I don't know what you're thinking. Moving on to Thaddeus Young, signing with the Chicago Bulls, a three-year, forty-one million dollar deal. I think Thaddeus Young. Is a great player. This is a great pickup for the Bulls. They need to get some young, good players on that team. Although he's not that young, he's great as a player. So That's a great pickup. And moving on to Terrence Ross. For the Orlando, for the Orlando Magic, he signs a four-year, $54 million extension with the Magic. He Terrence Ross is a great player. I don't know if y'all remember, but he used to be amazing in college, too. Go ahead and look up his college highlights, too. You'll you'll want to keep watching them for the rest of your life, trust me. Another great player's um, college highlights is Trey Burke. My God, I loved him in college. Go check him out, too. Okay, moving on is Al Farouk Aminu, a three-year, $29 million deal with the Orlando Magic. Now, the Orlando Magic are picking up some great players. I think they'll be a, not a 50-win team, but like 40, 45 at least, I think. That's a great pickup for them. Moving on, I think this is a really good move. Really, really, really good. Now, some people were making jokes about this move. They're like, Danny Green heard from Kawhi that he was going to L.A., but Danny Green heard the wrong L.A. team. So Danny Green, as you'll probably know, signed a two-year $30 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. He'll be a rival of his old teammate, Kawhi Leonard's. But this is a great pickup for the Lakers. Danny Green is an amazing shooting guard. He used to be, when he was in San Antonio, he was lights out. He always made it. Moving on to Thomas Bryant, signing a three-year, $25 million extension with the Wizards. This is, I don't think they, I think they overpriced him. I think they could have got him for three years, $15 million, but 
it's their choice, and he's getting paid what he likes to do for what he likes to do. So that's the Wizards' decision. By the way, the Wizards will be a playoff team this year with John Wall and Bradley Bill. Moving on to Derrick Rose signing with the Pistons, a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal. If y'all haven't like watched Derrick Rose this last season, he's came back from his knee injury and all that. He's just it's been amazing to see what he's done this last season. It's just so fun to watch him at when he's not fully healthy, but like he's like amazing player when he's back from his injury. Moving on to Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is actually signing with the Indiana Pacers four year eighty five million dollar deal via sign and trade. This is a all right pickup for the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon is an amazing player, don't get me wrong, but again I think they overpriced him, but it's their decision, so you know, it's their choice. But he is a great pickup for them. Just a little overpriced. Moving on, DeMarcus Cousins, one-year, $2.3 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. And DeMarcus Cousins is out of the NBA, I think. He's just not good enough. Everyone thinks he's he's overhyped a lot. So I don't know what they're thinking they're going to do with him, but I don't know. Moving on, this is a great pickup for the Utah Jazz. Four years, $73 million deal. You probably guessed it. Bojan Bogdanovic. He is a great player. Great. He's progressed so much this last season. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play this season. Moving on, pairing up with Zion Williamson and Jackson Hayes from Texas is J.J. Redick signing with the Pelicans for a two-year $26.5 million deal. This is a great pickup. J.J. Redick is one of the best shooting guards in the league. Don't get me wrong. But, that again, these NBA players are getting so much money compared to NFL players. <sighs> Moving on to Harrison Barnes signing... On extension with the Sacramento Kings, four-year, $85 million. Harrison Barnes is an amazing young player, super talented. I think he'll be an all-star by the end of his career. And then we're going to go ahead and go to Brooke Lopez signing a four-year, $52 million extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Brooke Lopez was a great extension, was a great add for this team last season. He's an amazing player and he helps he's gonna help them go to the finals, I think. They're going to the finals. Chris Stapps Portzingis five year one hundred and fifty eight million dollar extension with the Dallas Mavericks. As you know, they the Knicks traded him to the Mavericks. He'll be pairing up with Luka Doncic. And to be honest, I don't think this team is going to make the playoffs this year. Maybe next year, but not this year. Um, Moving on to Chris Middleton, Milwaukee Bucks. Five years, $178 million. And he's not even the best shooting guard in the NBA. 
he's getting paid $178 million, and he's not even the best shooting guard in the NBA. Don't get me wrong, he's an amazing player. But come on, $178 million? No. Although he is an all-star. Chris Middleton is a great pickup, just a little overpriced. So, that's my opinion on that. Um, next, we have Nikola Vucevic, a four-year, $100 million extension with the Orlando Magic. This is a great pickup for the Orlando Magic. Nikola Vucevic is a great player, great young player. So, yeah, that's my opinion on that. Moving on, Al Horford, Philadelphia 76ers, four years, $109 million. It's going to be the battle of the Bucks and the the Bucks and the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to go to game 7 in my mind. They the 76ers are all around talented, talented. They have Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid, and I don't know, did they did they get rid of Jimmy Butler? Hold on, let me check that real quick. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I didn't even have to check. Jimmy Butler went to the Heat. They lost one of their best players. So, yeah. Moving on to the the Golden State Warriors. Everyone said they were... Their dynasty was over when they went 73-9 and without KD. And then they make this huge addition of D'Angelo Russell. Russell? Yeah, no. They're going to be in the Western Conference Finals if one of the L.A. teams doesn't do good. But they're, it's going to be so close in the Western Conference between, like, five teams. I, I'm, I can't wait to see it. Moving on, Kemba Walker, Boston Celtics, four years, $141 million deal. This is a great pickup for the Celtics. They needed a star player, and boy, did they get one. Kemba Walker, people say he's overpriced and overrated, but I think he's underrated, if anything. Kemba Walker, he was he's been amazing his whole career, even in college, when he started that run to the national championship that was insane insane it was crazy to watch him moving on jimmy butler miami heat via sign and trade four year 148 41 million dollar deal the the same as kemba walker Jimmy Butler's an amazing player don't get me wrong but he has attitude issues he needs to fix that to be an even better player. So, yeah. Next, we have... We're getting to the big names here. Next, we have Clay Thompson. Five-year, $190 million extension with the Warriors. As you know, they offered him a match, even though they didn't have to. The Warriors bring back their dynasty, basically. They bring back all their players but KD. In my mind, they don't need KD to succeed. And they proved that. Well, actually, kind of. They didn't really, but, like, they don't really need him. They need Clay to succeed, in my mind. They need one other player than Stephen Curry. And they have two, D'Angelo Russell, Russell.
and Clay, but Clay won't be back till like March or February. Moving on, huge name here, Kevin Durant. Brooklyn Nets four-year, $164 million deal, Matt's contract. Kevin Durant is insane as a player. He's just a great player. I don't think his career is over at all. I think he's like, he's got another six years. He's only like 30. Um, Moving on, another Nets player, you'll probably guessed it, Kyrie Irving, four-year, $141 million deal. These are two great players, great pickups for the Nets. The Nets are going to be something this year, even though KD is gone, Kyrie can still lead them to an amazing, to an amazing victory in the, he can, Kyrie's an amazing leader in my mind. There might be hypocrites or liars about him saying stuff, but yeah. Next, we have the biggest and last move we're going to be talking about, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is the greatest player in the NBA. Not in history, but right now, he's the best player in the NBA. Any team he goes to will be a playoff team or a finals team, and that's been proven many, many times before. With the Spurs, with the Raptors, yeah. This is a great pickup. They couldn't have asked for anything more. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This is amazing for them. So, yeah, that's it for retracing the big NBA free agency moves. But moving on, we'll be talking about the top 100 NBA players. Today, we have a special Top 100 Players edition. We will be looking at the Top 100 Players of the Century. This is going to be good. Starting off with number 100, we have Serge Ibaka. Or, should I say, Serge Ibaka, since he's known for his block. Serge Ibaka is a great player. (laughs) I'm saying Ibaka. He's a great player. He's won one NBA title, three all-defensive first teams. He's just a great player. If you haven't watched some of his highlights in his prime, go watch them right now. 99th, we have Anthony Walker. I never really saw this guy play, but I've heard that he's really good. So maybe I should watch his highlights. <laughs> I'm telling y'all to, but maybe I shouldn't be. Um... Next up, we have 98th, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is a great player. Rudy Gay is a top. Yeah, he goes about 98, yeah. 97th, we have Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is a great player. He fits right in at 97. Moving on to 96, we have an amazing player. How is he this far down? Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is a top 30 player in the NBA right now, but again, this is top 100 players of the last century. Moving on, I have no clue how Rudy Gay is ahead of, I mean, how Rudy Gobert is ahead of Carl Anthony Towns, but this isn't mine, so Rudy Gobert should be farther down, probably. Moving on to 94th, we have Nene. Do the Nene. Um, Nene is a great player. He used to be, at least. For the Rockets, he's added some depth to their depth chart. So, 
you know, he's a great player for them. Moving on, this guy used to be amazing. I don't know if he is anymore. He kind of fell off. Shane Battier. Shane Battier. He's actually, he used to be a really good player in his prime, like amazing. I think he played for the Charlotte or the Portland Trailblazers, but I think he was really good. Moving on to the 92nd person, we have Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson is a great, 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 great player in his prime. I think he played for the Cavaliers as best thing. Oh, no. He played for the Hornets. My bad. It's my fault. Moving on to 91st, we have Jason Richardson. I didn't really get to see this guy because he played in the 2000s, and I'm not even that old. I'm I'm still a little kid, so, you know. Moving on to the best three-point shooter of all time besides Stephen Curry, we have Kyle Korver at the 90th spot. Moving on, I'm just going to start saying the spots. This is going to take so long if I don't. Moving on to the 89th spot, we have David Lee. I didn't really get to see him play a lot, but I've heard a lot about him, too. Moving on, we have Sam Cassell. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. But um, Sam Cassell is pretty good. I've watched some of his highlights. Yeah, I think he fits right there. Moving on, this might be some of y'all's favorite player, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah was amazing in his prime. Um, in 12 seasons, he's averaged 8.8 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game, and 2.8 assists per game. He was amazing in his prime. Go watch him back in his prime. He was amazing. Moving on to the 86 spot, we have Michael Red. Michael Red was an amazing player. I didn't really get to see him, but I've watched some of his highlights, and he looks amazing. Moving on, we have Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby is a is from the like 2000s, so I don't really know much about him. I haven't really watched his highlights either, but I probably will once this ends probably. Um moving on, we have Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy is a great player. I got to see a lot of his highlights and um during the 2011 playoffs, he had one final performance to remind everyone just how great he was. He scored 18 fourth quarter points, and he completed a huge comeback against the um, against the championship Dallas Mavericks, and they were the champions that season. But you know. They couldn't take him down for the whole series. Moving on, we have Lou Williams. Lou Williams is an amazing player. I don't know how he's this far back. As you all know, Lou Williams. <laughs> this is, I think, his third time in a row winning the Sits Man of the Year. He's the greatest Sits Man of the Year of all time. There's no doubt about that. If you argue that, I don't know who you are. You've never watched basketball before. But, yeah. Moving on to the 82nd person, we have Haidaya Turkoglu. 
I don't know how to pronounce that at all. Um, all I know is he was six foot ten wing, which is huge for a wing player, which means he was probably really good. So, moving on to the 80th player, we have Ste- Stephen Marbury. Stefan Marbury, my bad. Um, Stefan Marbury, I got to see some of his highlights. He's really good, actually. Moving on to the 79th player, we have Richard Hamilton. Richard Hamilton was actually an amazing player. I got to see some of his highlights, too. But, yeah. Moving on to the 78th spot, we have Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is one of... He's probably the only... He's probably the best person with the ball in his hands besides Kyrie. He's the greatest ball handler of all time besides Kyrie, and that's facts. Mark my words. Um, Moving on to the 77th, we have DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is an amazing player. He's an amazing finisher, layups and dunks, and best mid-range game in the NBA probably. So, yeah, I think he should probably be farther up, but it is what it is. Moving on, we have at 76, we have Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is an amazing player. If you haven't watched him in college, you need to watch him right now. Been that old, I'm, I'm still a little kid, so, you know. Moving on to... The best three-point shooter of all time besides Stephen Curry. We have Kyle Korver at the 90th spot. Moving on, I'm just going to start saying the spots. This is going to take so long if I don't. Moving on to the 89th spot, we have David Lee. I didn't really get to see him play a lot, but I've heard a lot about him too. Moving on, we have Sam Cassell. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. But, um... Sam Cassell is pretty good. I've watched some of his highlights. Yeah, I think he fits right there. Moving on, this might be some of y'all's favorite player, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah was amazing in his prime. Um, In 12 seasons, he's averaged 8.8 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game, and 2.8 assists per game. He was amazing in his prime. Go watch him back in his prime. He was amazing. Moving on to the 86 spot, we have Michael Red. Michael Red was an amazing player. I didn't really get to see him, but I've watched some of his highlights, and he looks amazing. Moving on, we have Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby is a is from the like 2000s, so I don't really know much about him. I haven't really watched his highlights either, but. I probably will once this ends, probably. Um, Moving on, we have Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy is a great player. I got to see a lot of his highlights. And um, during the 2011 playoffs, he had one final performance to remind everyone just how great he was. He scored 18 fourth-quarter points. And he completed a huge comeback against the, um, against the championship Dallas Mavericks, and they were the champions that season. But you know, they couldn't take him down for the whole series. 
moving on, we have Lou Williams. Lou Williams is an amazing player. I don't know how he's this far back. As y'all know, Lou Williams. <laughs> this is, I think, his third time in a row winning the Sits Man of the Year. He's the greatest Sits Man of the Year of all time. There's no doubt about that. If you argue that, I don't know who you are. You've never watched basketball before. But, yeah. Moving on to the 82nd person, we have Hydea Turkoglu. I don't know how to pronounce that at all. Um, all I know is he was six foot ten wing, which is huge for a wing player, which means he was probably really good. So, moving on to the 80th player, we have Ste- Stephen Marbury. Stephon Marbury, my bad. Um, Stephon Marbury, I got to see some of his highlights. He's really good, actually. Moving on to the 79th player, we have Richard Hamilton. Richard Hamilton was actually an amazing player. I got to see some of his highlights, too. But, yeah. Moving on to the 78th spot, we have Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is one of... He's probably the only... He's probably the best person with the ball in his hands besides Kyrie. He's the greatest ball handler of all time besides Kyrie, and that's facts. Mark my words. Um, Moving on to the 77th, we have DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is an amazing player. He's an amazing finisher, layups and dunks, and best mid-range game in the NBA probably. So, yeah, I think he should probably be farther up, but it is what it is. Moving on, we have at 76, we have Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is an amazing player. If you haven't watched him in college, you need to watch him right now. Moving on to 75th, I have no, no, no clue how this is possible. How do you put DeMarcus Cousins above Kemba Walker? I just don't get that. And DeMar DeRozan, no way. I mean, sure, he was amazing on the Pelicans, but come on now. Moving on, 74, we have Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson was actually a really good player. I think he played for the Cavs, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure. He played with LeBron in the Cavs. Oh, wait, was that Al Jefferson? I don't know. I have no clue. But he won a Olympic bronze medal, so that's always good. Um, moving on, we have probably some of y'all's favorite player, Yao Ming. <laughs> Yao Ming is a huge giant. He's like seven foot six, I think. Imagine if you saw him in the street just walking. You could see him over everyone. Imagine him at concerts. That's like, have y'all seen those videos of Shaq at concerts? It's so funny. He just gets front row because no one can stop him. Moving on to the seventy to the seventy second spot, we have Gilbert Arenas. I've actually watched some of his highlights. He's so good. You need to watch him. Moving on to the seventy first spot, we have Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal, I haven't really watched any of his highlights. I've seen them from time to time on Bleacher Report and House of Highlights, but that's it. 
Um, moving on to 7th, we have Mike Bibby. I've heard a lot about Mike Bibby, but I have not seen any of his highlights besides Bleacher Reporting House of Highlights. Um, moving on, we have Luau Deng. I'm pretty sure that Luau Deng was a, an amazing player in his prime. That's what I've heard. Moving on, we have Carlos Boozer. Boozer, the big boy Boozer. Boozer, I don't know if y'all knew about him, but he played amazing, amazing, amazing basketball in his prime. Y'all need to go watch him if you haven't seen him in his prime. But moving on to the 67th spot, we have Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson is actually... I've never seen him ever play, not even one clip of him. I'm going to search one up um, right after this. But moving on to the 66th spot is Meta World Peace. Meta World Peace, it's kind of a funny name. I think he decided to change it. He wasn't origi- originally um, he wasn't originally named Meta World Peace, but it's a pretty cool name. And he was really good. Watch his highlights. Andre Kurlenko. I've never watched him. I don't think so. But yeah. 64th, we have Chris Webber. Chris Webber is an amazing player. Um, I've actually watched a lot of his highlights, but he played. He actually played with Mike Bibby. But I've heard so much about him, and his highlights are amazing. Moving on to the 63rd spot at the Clippers, he was amazing. He's a center. Y'all probably guessed it. I'll give you two seconds. Mm-mm. Okay, it's DeAndre Jordan at the 63rd spot. DeAndre Jordan was one of my favorite players to watch when him and Chris Paul were on that team together. It was so fun to watch the Clippers. But now Chris Paul is alone on the Thunder. Moving on to the 62nd spot, we have Baron Davis. Baron Davis, I've actually saw a lot of his highlights. He's an amazing player. Like He can do anything. He can shoot. He can space the floor. Amazing. He's a floor general. Um. Yeah. And then at the sixty-first spot, we have John Wall. John Wall is one of the greatest finishers of all time. One of the greatest. He's probably the greatest point guard finisher of all time. I don't know who would be better than him. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe there might be a better player. Might be a better point guard finisher than him. But moving on to the 60th spot we have. That's all there is of that. Because, like, it's made by Hoops Hype. You can go check out that list. Um, It comes out, like, every 10 days. So And it was released five days ago. So maybe I can have it on the new episode. Like, I'll probably have a new episode next Monday or Wednesday. One of those days, probably, but yeah, that's it of that. Now, moving on to the next thing we're going to be talking about is a giveaway is coming soon. And details on how to enter will be coming soon. At the end of this podcast, it will be. Stay tuned for that right after this. Um, Moving on, we have top 10 NBA YouTube channels. A little special thing. So, the top 10 NBA YouTube channel starting off with at 10 we have Jesser the Laser 
He doesn't know a lot about basketball, but, I mean, he's really fun to watch. He's really funny, too. Moving on at number nine, we have the NBA YouTube channel. They just have a bunch of really good highlights from, like, all these throwback games and stuff. Yeah, just look at that, and they have some pretty good games and, like, clips to watch. Um, Moving on to the eighth spot, we have Troy Dan. Troy Dan is... Uh, so funny. You have to check him out. Here, let me just play something real quick of him. I'll find a clip real quick. Hold on. Here we go. Let me just play one thing for you. What's going on, guys? It's Troy Dan here. Today, figured we made it 14. Jimmy's first my career triple double. 93 before views. Who can do your team? Damn. That's like, uh, still from- oh, By mozzarella sticks! Here he goes, ready? <laughs> He's so funny. You have to check out this video. It's called Troy Dan's Funniest Moments Compilation. But yeah, he's so funny. Um, moving on to the- Seventh to the seventh spot, we have Chris Move. Chris Move is one of, is probably the greatest two K YouTuber of all time. But he's now converted to in reacting to NBA highlights. I'll show you a clip of him too. Here he is. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go, ready? Broke his ankles and then just dunked on someone. And those little animations are so fun to watch. Here, let's watch one more. It's just rolling around the room. Okay, <laughs> moving on to the sit spot, we have LSK. LSK is really funny, and he's a great basketball YouTuber. He brings two. He's a part of Two Hype. Jesser is a part of Two Hype also, but um, they bring. He actually did something with Victor Oladipo. Go check out his latest video. Um, it's a really cool video with Victor Oladipo, but I don't really have anything to show you of him. Moving on to the fifth spot, we have Agent Zero Zero. He's a 2K YouTuber. He basically reports everything that's happening in the 2K world. So if y'all like 2K, then you need to go check out Agent Zero Zero. And I'm Davis. I'm Davis is really good, too. Moving on to the fourth spot, we have someone who's so funny. He doesn't know that much about basketball. But man, is he funny. It's Cash Nasty. Cash Nasty is so funny. Let me show you a clip of him. Here we go. This is one of his funny rage moments.
Here we go. This is a good one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He's so funny. You need to go check him out, too. One of those days, probably, but yeah, that's it of that. Now, moving on to the next thing we're going to be talking about is a giveaway is coming soon. And details on how to enter will be coming soon. At the end of this podcast, it will be. Stay tuned for that right after this. Um, moving on, we have top 10 NBA YouTube channels, a little special thing. So, the top 10 NBA YouTube channels, starting off with, at 10, we have Jesser the Laser. He doesn't know a lot about basketball, but, I mean, he's really fun to watch. He's really funny, too. Moving on at number 9, we have the NBA YouTube channel. They just have a bunch of really good highlights from, like, all these throwback games and stuff, yeah, just look at that, and they have some pretty good games and, like, clips to watch. Um, moving on to the eighth spot, we have Troy Dan. Troy Dan is uh, so funny. You have to check him out. Here, let me just play something real quick of him. I'll find a clip real quick. Hold on. Here we go. Let me just play one thing for you. What's going on, guys? It's Troy Dan here. Today, figured we made in 14. Jimmy's first my career triple double. 93 four views. Who can do your team? <laughs> Damn. That's like uh, still from. Oh, by mozzarella sticks! Here he goes. Ready? He's so funny. You have to check out this video. It's called Troy Dan's Funniest Moments Compilation. But yeah, he's so funny. Um, moving on to the seventh to the seventh spot, we have Chris Move. Chris Move is one of, is probably the greatest 2K YouTuber of all time. But he's now converted to in reacting to NBA highlights. I'll show you a clip of him, too. Here he is. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Broke his ankles. And then just dunked on someone. And those little animations are so fun to watch. Here, let's watch one more. Go, go. Oh, wait, Kobe's open. Why not let it fly? It's just rolling around the room. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the sit spot. We have LSK. LSK is really funny. And he's a great basketball YouTuber. He brings two. He's a part of Two Hype. Jesser is a part of Two Hype also, but um, they bring. He actually did something with Victor Oladipo. Go check out his latest video. Um, it's a really cool video with Victor Oladipo. But I don't really have anything to show you of him.
Moving on to the fifth spot, we have Agent00. He's a 2K YouTuber. He basically reports everything that's happening in the 2K world. So if y'all like 2K, then you need to go check out Agent00. And I'm Davis. I'm Davis is really good, too. Moving on to the fourth spot, we have someone who's so funny. He doesn't know that much about basketball, but man, is he funny. It's Cash Nasty. Cash Nasty is so funny. Let me show you a clip of him. Here we go. This is one of his funny rage moments. Here we go. This is a good one, I'm pretty sure. He's so funny. You need to go check him out, too. Mo moving on to the third spot, we have Professor Live. The professor is amazing. You have, If you haven't seen one of his videos... You must be tripping. You need to go check him out right now. I can't really show you one of his videos because, like, they're not funny or anything. He's just really good at handles, and he goes all around the world and breaks all these people's ankles and plays with these kids and stuff. Moving on to the second spot, we have Mike Corzemba. Here, I can show you a Mike Corzemba video. He's, like, it's so entertaining to watch him. Um, let me try and find, like, a really good video. Like, hold on real quick. I'm sorry this is taking so long, but it's for y'all. Let's see. No. Not that one. Okay, ready? I'm almost, I'm almost to video. I bet I can convince you Luka Doncic will will become the GOAT. This is a really good one. I'll just show you like 30 seconds of it. Comeback and played for the Wizards, but I think we've all agreed to forget those years. And so let's look at LeBron, who, as we all know, is just 3 for 9 in NBA Finals appearances so far. On top of losing 6 NBA championships, though, LeBron also has two obvious black marks during those championships. As in the 2011 finals, the Heat were a clearly better team, but lost to the Mavericks in the championship as LeBron averaged just 17.8 points, 6.8 assists, and 4 turnovers a game. A clear example of a star player not showing up on the NBA's biggest stage. And while LeBron was the Heat's best player in the 2014 NBA finals, Miami was still demolished by the Spurs in just 5 games. And I actually went to one of these games. I was a little young, but I still went. So yeah, he just talks about how Luka Doncic is better than is gonna become better. Watch this. Hear this. 
far, but because I know a lot of you don't know a ton about the EuroLeague and just how talented the players are compared to the players in the NCAA, let me tell you about Nick Kalathis. Because in his sophomore year for Florida, Nick Kalathis averaged 17 points instead of looking to play in the NBA. Kalathis decided to play overseas and his first season he played in just 14 games and averaged just 3.5 points and 1.7 assists. That's crazy. Was he was a top college player. 22 games, he put up only 4.8 points. 4.8 points, and he only played 22 games. So as you can see, 2018 EuroLeague season as both the MVP, MVP. and Final Four MVP, and yes, he also led his team to a EuroLeague championship. championship. That type of success in the just listen how young he is, though. Is It'll blow your mind. Completely unheard of. Even among NBA prospects. I mean, at one point, Rico won that award as an 18-year-old, and he won it again when he was 19 to go along with the Eighteen. MVP. As for guys such as Kristaps Porzingis. 18 and 19-year-old MVP of the EuroLeague MVP, and he just said a college player only played 14 games and averaged like 3.5 points per game. That's insane. Moving on to the number one YouTuber, y'all probably know about him, King of the Fourth Quarter. You have to check this guy out. He's so fun to watch, and he's so nice. He's a, such a down-to-earth YouTuber. Just go check him out. Moving on, those are the top ten YouTubers, NBA YouTube channels. But moving on to the sixth thing, well, to the fifth thing, fifth and final thing, we have, we're going to be talking about the Zion Williamson hype. Now, let's get into depth about this. Zion Williamson, don't get me wrong, he was a great player in high school. I mean, let's talk about his high school first. In high school, you know, he was obviously in his freshman and sophomore. In his freshman year, no one really knew about him. His sophomore year, everyone started to know about him in that. And his junior and senior year, he just went off. The whole world knew about him. And in his senior year, I think he was. He said that. Um, I think he committed early and said he was going to Duke. But yeah, and he did go to Duke. And he, well, he played amazing at Duke, like everyone expected him to. But he got a knee injury, I think it was. And um. And it held him out of the of March Madness, I'm pretty sure. I think it did. I'm not sure. Actually, I think he came back from the injury and played in March Madness, but they lost to Michigan State, even with Zion Williamson. Just to put it into, into perspective how good Zion was, he averaged 22.6 points per game in college and 8.9 rebounds a game 2.1 assists that's how good he was in college um if we're talking about how good he's going to be in the nba top three player of all time mark my words top three player of all time no doubt about it i mean he was amazing um, I think, how did he not win the, how did he not win the, um, what's it called? 
the MVP of the NCAA that year. I think he did. I don't know. I don't know, though. But Zion Williamson, this is the last thing I'm going to say about him. He will be a top three NBA player of all time. He might be even number one, ahead of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. If we're talking right now, who's the greatest player of all time? Michael Jordan, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, and I have one more thing to say. This isn't the last thing. We're, I'm gonna be. I'm just going to name off who I would have in my starting lineup of all time. At point guard, I know he's a shooting guard, but he could play point guard. It's Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was so fun to watch. Great, some of the greatest handles of all time. He's just amazing. He crossed Michael Jordan. And I have an Allen Iverson crossover myself. My goodness, it gets everyone. Um, moving on to the shooting guard spot, we have Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time. Moving on to small forward, we have LeBron James. LeBron James, greatest small forward of all time. Moving on to the power forward spot, we have Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, greatest power forward of all time, and he could play center too, but yeah, he was great at both. Moving on to the center spot, we have, mm, it's between Yao Ming and Shaq. I'm going to go with Shaq on this one. Shaq's so good of a player. You have to watch his highlights. He just dunked on everyone. He got what he wanted in the post and everything. So, yeah, that's my top five starting lineup if I were to be able to choose who my all-time starting lineup would be. Um, next up, we're going to be responding to y'all's questions that you said on Instagram. First up, the first question we have is MJ or LeBron. I've already answered that in this podcast. I said MJ, so that's the first one. Um... The next one is favorite NBA player and why. Um, I'd probably say Russell Westbrook. I've liked him ever since, like, 2014. It's just because, like, he plays just like me, basically. I love to attack the rim. Or Isaiah Thomas because I'm really small, too, just like him. And Kemba Walker. One of those three, but probably Russell. I play just like him normally. And he's just so fun to watch. So, yeah. Um, next question we have is, what encouraged you to start a podcast? You know, I just love sports. So, I just thought it'd be fun to start a podcast. If you need any tips on that, you can DM me, by the way. Um, next one we have is, who's going to be the biggest bust of the 2019-2020 NBA season? Um, I do not know. Probably, like, hmm, maybe, like, I can't think of one right off the top of my head, but if I had to say one, it'd probably be Matisse Thybul. I don't think he's a first-rounder. He got picked 20th pick, but if you're talking top five picks, in the draft, I don't know if you're talking draft, but you probably are. I'm going to definitely say DeAndre Hunter out of those ones. And then there was one other question. 
Let me check what it is real quick. Hold on. So. Okay, here it is. It's who will be the one through eight seeds in each conference. This is a hard question, but I think I know this one kind of. I can kind of think of the first five seeds, but I don't know about eight. So, um, I'm just going to say eight seeds, not in a particular order or anything, but here we go. So, the first one in the Eastern, Milwaukee. Um, then Philadelphia. Then Brooklyn. Um, then... Miami Heat, probably. Um, Boston, Indiana. How many is that? Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Brooklyn, Miami. That's five. Three more. I'm going to say the Pistons. That's it. The... Um... The Hawks, that's seven. And then one more would probably be the Wizards. That's eight. And now going to the Western Conference, Golden State, Portland, Houston, OKC. No, not OKC. L.A. Clippers, that's four. L.A. Lakers, that's five. Um, the Spurs never don't make the playoffs. Sit. Man, this is going to be hard to make the playoffs in the Western. Then Portland. Sit. Oh, wait, I already said Portland. Denver, seven. Man, what? It's going to be impossible. Eight, Utah. This is going to be so tough to make the playoffs in the um West. But... I told y'all I was going to have details on the giveaway at the end. So, how you enter, I'm not going to say what it is yet, but how you enter is you follow me on Instagram, the Buzzer Beater Podcast, and you DM me, done. And then you like all the posts on my Instagram and and DM me done when you're done. And if you're lying, then you're automatically disqualified. But, yeah, everyone, don't forget to join the giveaway. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Buzzer Beater Podcast, the second episode. New episode will be coming soon, probably next Monday or Wednesday. But peace out, everyone.